Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. I want to um, share a scripture with you tonight. Um, I'm just going to talk to you about establishing prayer habits, okay? Establishing prayer habits. And if you'll turn to the book of James... And we're going to read in verse number two. It said, you lust and you have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Now that's a terrible place to be, isn't it? And that's people with impure motives. But listen to this. Yet you have not because you ask not. See, we look at other people, we see what's going on, we see the blessing, the favor of God, whatever it may be, God, you know, just pouring it on in a life or whatever. And see, we can get lustful, we can uh, get resentful and all of that. But he said, the whole thing is, you have not because you ask not. And so the people of God, we have to understand that God has given us a mechanism, if you will, that we can tap into the very treasure house of God and retrieve out the blessings of the Lord, the promises of God, what God has said that are ours. And we don't have to be resentful or, or we don't have to be lustful of what other people have. He said, you have not because you ask not. Now, I really like what this translation says. You do not have because you do not ask God. You do not have because you do not ask God. Well, let it not be named among the people at Redemption Church that we do not ask God. We're, we're going to ask God tonight. We've been asking God for specifics. And you remember... He said, ask what you will. If my words abide in you and you abide in my word, ask what you will. Why? Why do you ask in a situation like that? Because you know what the will of God is and you're not going to be asking for things outside of the will of God. If my words abide in you, if my words abide in you, you abide in me, ask what you will and I'll give it to you. Now, what a powerful promise. That's not to someone else. That's to you. If you're sitting in this room, that's to us collectively as a prayer group, as people who come together to seek God and seek His will because His Word abides in us and it's abiding more and more. You, you can be at all kinds of different levels. You could be at an entry level, just coming in to you know, know the fullness of the Lord and, and understanding. Maybe you've not been born again long, not been filled with the Holy Spirit long, or maybe you've been walking this way a long time. It really doesn't matter. You can still continue to grow. Well, I'm mature. Yeah, I like to think that, you know, I've been serving the Lord for a lot of years and that I would be more mature by now. I, I like to think that too. But to think that you've arrived and you can't learn anything else in the Holy Spirit, well, that's just pride and you're going to trip yourself up. But none of us are like that, are we? Not the people in this room. Okay, so tonight 
very practical things I'm talking to you about. Number one, picture yourself and having an actual appointment with God. Picture yourself having an actual appointment with God. If you want to be successful and establish a good prayer habit, then you have to see that your time with the Lord is not an option. You know, now I'm saying these kind of things. We just went through the holidays. We all know what the holidays are. We could feel real condemned right here, right? (laughs) But that's not what I'm saying. Why I'm saying it is that we can get back on track because, you know, we've been traveling. We've had a lot going on. You know, go to this gathering, that gathering, and all those kinds of things. And so that can get kind of muddled, and it can get uh, our priorities, you know, can can be... uh, not what they need to be. And so if you see your time with the Lord as an appointment, and I, uh, Corey Ten Boone talked about that, you know, see prayer as an appointment with God. And I like that. I really like that. And so if you will visualize it, if you will think about it in that way, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm not real casual with canceling appointments. Are you? I'm not. Uh, and, And if you are, you need to rethink that because there's times that you legitimately have to cancel appointments. Okay. We, we've got that. But, but just to be a person of integrity, you just don't, well, I get up this morning and I'm not feeling, I'll just cancel that appointment. No, don't do that. It, It does something to you. It does something to you. You made the appointment, keep the appointment. So with God, make that appointment and then keep that appointment. That's very important. And when you're picturing yourself having this appointment, there's some th- some things that you need to establish about that. Number one, you need to have a quiet spot. This is so real to me because last night uh, I was going to have my prayer time. I was going to read my Bible and have my prayer time, okay? And so, you know, I've got the two beagles, and they're in the room with me. They like to pray, too. (laughs) And so, you know, they're in there with me, and out of the other room, I keep hearing this, I mean, all this car noise, you know, is going on. And so it wasn't a quiet spot. I I had to go close the door so I could have a quiet spot. You understand why I'm saying, well, that doesn't bother me. Well, it does, too. It does bother you whether you know it or not. You need to get your spirit quiet and you need to have that spot where God can speak to you if he wants to speak to you and you all can have a communion. Him ministering to you, you ministering to him. So when you are setting up this appointment, find a quiet spot. Block out time. Block out time. Now, you can, let me say this, you may have to plan around other schedule to get you that quiet spot and that time. What am I talking about? Well, I can just tell you as a mother and a wife, you, you know, your family, there's things that you have to do. And you, if you think that they're going to give you that time, and it's not, it's not reasonable anyway. They need their mom. 
Husbands need their wives, and so you got to take care of things. So you got to get that time established so that, you know, your family is taken care of. You know, and husbands, it, it'd be the same thing. You know, you get home from work, you got to be daddy, you know, so if you have to get up in the morning and that's when your quiet time, I can't, I'm not going to tell you when to do it. You figure it out because it'll work better when you do that. <clears throat> now, So you have a quiet spot, you block out a time, you may have to plan around other schedules and that's okay. Uh, but if you do that, it will stop interruptions in your time with the Lord. It'll stop those interruptions. And then expect to meet God and have Him reveal Himself to you when you go to prayer. If you do that, you will have an expectation and it won't be that you don't want to go, that you resent you know, oh, now I have to go to... No, it's nothing like that because you're looking forward to going into that time into the presence of the Lord and have Him minister to you and you to Him. Amen? All right, the second thing in establishing prayer habits, choose the same time of the day with your appointment whenever it's possible. I understand that things change, and I, I'm not one of these dogmatic, you know, it can never change because we're human and things are going to change. And you may even set it up and you find that that didn't work, so it's okay. You, you can, it's your schedule, so you can change it. I think God will honor you and honor that time, though, if you set it apart to be with Him. So, you know, just remember that. You can be flexible in that. If you find out that something is not working, then you can change that. Now, when you choose the same time of the day, one thing that this does, this habit becomes a link to consistency in your life. In other words, you're going to continue. You'll continue it. This will enable quality and unrushed time praying and reading your Bible because it's been set apart. I hope you're hearing me tonight. I know this. I, no, you don't. If you're saying that, then no, you probably don't. Number three, decide on a specific amount of time. If you're, if you're just starting out, this is, you know, what I'm talking about is new for you. If you start out spending 20 minutes with the Lord, it's okay. Well, I'm going to spend three hours. I don't know very many people that do that. And don't be super spirit, you know. Be reasonable about the time that you set apart. Now, if you can do that, go for it. But most people could not. So you decide on this specific time that you're going to be spending in prayer and the Bible study. Amen? Uh, this can be lengthened or shortened from there. You know, again, it's you setting up your schedule. So it's up to you to decide that. Then review your weekly schedule to, to decide a length of time. Look at what goes on in your life. You know, many of us, I'm speaking for myself, I don't have time for this, I don't have time for that. The, the point is, I do have time for it. I've just got to get my priorities fixed. You understand what I'm saying? I might be sleeping too late. 
I might be do. who knows? You can do all kinds of things. You all don't do that, do you? I don't do it much. I can tell you that. Okay, four. If you have an interruption, return to your quiet time as soon as possible. When you have too many interruptions, you may be planning poorly on your time, and you have to revisit and look at that and, uh, and try to a different approach to it. Num number five, if you miss a day or even a week, how could that happen? Well, if you're out of town, if you're traveling, if you're in business, I don't, I don't know what it could be, but if you miss even a week, start up again immediately. See, we, we've got this tendency to condemn ourselves, and, and we don't like it when those kinds of things happen, but just go immediately back into it, immediately back into it. Like when you take a mission strip or something like that, there's not a lot of days that you can have your quiet time. You know, you might steal a moment here and there, but you're up and going and traveling and moving and going from this place to that place. You're speaking, you're ministering, you're doing all kinds of things. And so when you get back, then you have to get back in to your appointment with God again. Um, don't try to compensate by catching up on all you think you've missed. Okay, I've been, you know, I missed a week, so now when I get back, you know, i got to have five hours before the Lord. <laughs> Remember what I told you about that family? They're not going to understand that. I don't believe that's going to work, do you? It wouldn't with mine. So you just press on in and you persist. Get back on track, get back on schedule. And then number six, the last thing, make your quiet time a priority. I tell you what, I look forward to my time with the Lord, that quiet time. I look forward to it. I've been sharing in here, and I've shared it several times, about how fresh just going in and sitting in the presence of the Lord. How, how refreshing that that is. Now, some people could hear that and you just think, well, you go in and you sleep. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you go into the presence of the Lord and just say, Lord, I come before you and I want to just be in your presence. I sit down here before you and I just believe you to fill me up with your peace, Lord. Fill me up. Lord, I need joy today. Bring your joy into my life and fill me up, Jesus. And I'm just going to sit here. I'm not going to ask you one more thing. I'm just going to sit here. And it's amazing. You start knowing you understand what I'm saying? You just know things. It wasn't like God spoke up. And he said, well, this and well, that. It's just you sit there in your spirit, man, because it's so cluttered most of the time and so many things going on and rackets. I don't even, you know, I, I told you how music, spiritual music can move me, but I, I don't even want music during that time. I don't. Some people, you know, might. I don't. I just want quiet. That's why I don't want to hear cars revving their motors. <laughs> I don't want to hear any of that. You understand? I just want to be still before the Lord. 
be still and know that I am God. And when, when you begin to have that knowing that he is God, you begin to not just know that he is, but you begin to know what he can do, what he can do in you and through you, and what he wants to do for you. Be still and know. In the day we live in, I'm just clamor. Sometimes I go into a restaurant Maybe that's why it bothers me so much, because I just enjoy that quietness, you know, because we don't get it very much. You understand, and you go in, and it's just like, it's like I just want to run out of that place. If you have a restaurant, I'm sorry, but that's the way it is sometimes. So those are my six things for establishing prayer habits and know that you have not because you ask not and what does what's that mean it means if you ask you have because your word god's word is dwelling in you and you're dwelling in the word and you ask what you will, because you're not going to be asking for a bunch of stuff that's out of the will of God, because His Word is in you, it is guiding you. If I started praying for something, if, you, if you've been walking with the Lord and you know His Word, and you started praying for something that was out of the will of God, that was not in accordance to this, do you know what would happen? You would know it. That is not God's will. That is not God's plan. But then you have a knowing. You understand. You know what His will is. You know that He wants all men to come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Do they? No. But He wants them to. He gives everybody that opportunity. He wants everybody to be healed by His stripes, by Jesus' stripes. We are healed. Is everybody healed? No. But that's his will. He wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled. Be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Is everybody filled with the Holy Spirit? No. People fight the Holy Spirit. I just heard someone the other day, and they were talking about how uh, uh, it was foolishness. Tongues was foolishness. And you just look at someone like that, and you just say, you are so ignorant. You don't know what you're talking about. So God wants all of this, but it doesn't mean that it's going to be that way unless we put faith in that word. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.